Good evening, everyone. Chaos and Order here. We are back with another podcast. We've been gone for a little bit, had a few personal things going on, and just trying to get everything together. But we will be back on track, making our podcast consistently again. Um, you know, just life happens. So we had to take a small break and just kind of get everything else around us together so that we could continue the works that we were already doing. Yeah. Um, as I said, there's a lot of personal stuff that happened, you know, that they pretty much caused us to put a halt on the podcast and the videos and stuff. So now that we got all that out the way, we can continue to like to provide y'all with some good content, um, some insightful podcasts. And, you know, we just, for all the ones who are still with us, we thank y'all for, you know, being with us through it all. But, you know, we're here now and, you know, hopefully we can just continue like just to provide just good content. Yeah, so definitely we are building up to that you know, maintaining consistency. Um, Of course, as everybody knows, or any of you that do know me or have heard any of our past um, podcasts, you know, we're extremely spiritual individuals and we're both empaths. So when things happen to people around us, um, we feel it and it can be heavy and it can definitely take a toll on you and it can definitely be extremely heavy um, if you don't know how to deal and kind of close yourself off to it. Um, it can it can be something that's really big. But of course, thankfully, you know, we have each other to lean on to make sure that we keep a balance um, within each other. So we didn't fall by the wayside as far as we're concerned. It's just some things, of course, you know, just happened around us. And, you know, again, being an empath, you feel that. And, um, you know, with, of course, this complete energetic shift of the world lately, um, we've had highs and we've had lows as far as, you know, feelings and emotions and things like that have been going on. I mean, I I can personally definitely say for myself, you know, I've had to um, take a few cleansing baths, some clearing baths and, you know, just to kind of get my mind right and just refocus and um, just try to not necessarily ignore the weight of the world, but to deal with it in a different manner, to to place it in a, a different light and focus on what's important in our world. Yeah, that I can agree on. Um, that was a lot in my case. Um, you know, as far as like, you know, I had a had death in the family. And, you know, if anybody who, I mean, of course, we all had different families like this. So, you know how things get during that time. You know, you start seeing, it's like you start to see people's true, true, uh, true character during that time. And it's, and it's kind of crazy. It kind of threw me off in a lot of cases, in a lot of ways, though. And it really, yes, in a way, kind of put me in a state of disgust with, how I see people during that time and it 
it bothered me to that point and it just threw me completely off my whole mindset my whole energy was thrown off by what i seen and it really bothered me so i had to take a step back because during that time it, it really rocked me so um now everything has been cleared up and everything is pretty much on the on a good path now so you know i got a whole lot of new things coming my way and i'm grateful and I'm in open arms whenever it comes my way to just have to learn that patience and I am learning that because because he don't have it yeah but anyway <laughs> if she let me admit it I mean you know I can I can fully I'm not even going to deny that whatsoever yes I am impatient when it comes down to certain things because I don't know I guess you know I've been patient long enough and I guess like over time your patience do wear thin because like you really just you're sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting and nothing really comes your way. But, you know, some people say, oh, it's coming, it's coming. But it's easier said than done. So now I'm learning that sometimes it's always better to be patient. Though, because if you rush it, it may not be for you at that time. But it's coming basically like throughout your patience. But when they do come, it's coming at that right time. Very true. But keep in mind, you also have to be patient and positive. The energy that you put out is the energy that you are going to get back. And so many people just learn that the very, very hard way. Um, so you have to make sure that you always incorporate, you know, positivity. Um, I've done a new thing with like affirmations and stuff like that. And he's kind of seen um, the journey that I'm going to go ahead and take our whole household on. <laughs> and um, I think it's just it's. It's something that we need. Um, it's probably something that other people need as well. But, you know, right now we have to, you know, focus from the inside out, not from the outside in. I think that's one thing that I've personally done is is kind of focus from outside in, you know, take on everybody else's issues and problems. And, you know, and again, that, that weighs on you. Um, a lot when you can feel the emotions of other people, when you can understand that they have a energy shift or a vibrational shift, it's, it's not easy. It is um, very difficult. And if you are that type of person and you know what I'm talking about, you get it. And sometimes you just, you got to take that time and um, you got to just rethink and refocus yourself, and focus on you. Because generally your focus is always on everybody else. Exactly. Um, it's just now, you know, I'm seeing things in a whole different light. And I'm learning that you can't please everybody. And you can go about your whole life trying to please the person, though. And you're going to drive yourself crazy trying to do it. And sometimes it's always best to realize that the main person should be pleasing is yourself and the ones that really matter and um, the ones who don't matter you know let them look from the outside so um I, and you know like we talked about this sitting people podcast before though you know um when you dissing yourself from people though you see their true colors and you see who they really are and i'm learning that firsthand and it's amazing because it gave me a moment of clarity when I realized, though, I'm only used to a person, though, when, you know, I'm, you know, like whenever I'm convenient to them. 
But like when I'm not convenient to them, you see a whole different side of them. I mean, like if you're around them and when you convenient, you get, oh, you know, this is my, this is my people, you know, blah 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 blah. You know, the, you know, you got all the calls and stuff. But they only call you whenever you need something. When you're not around, and that out and like that outlet is not there, you don't hear nothing from them. So that's when you start seeing the true colors of that person. So I'm learning that firsthand for myself, and I'm. Had to separate, I guess that by me distance myself from those type of people though. I I'm in a whole another chapter in my life where they're not a part of. So, you know, it's not like I just tossed to the side. It's just the point that I just went I went to another path where they can't follow or, or ride with me on. So, you know, no hard feelings though, and I wish them all the best though, but I got my own life to live. And I, I gotta live for me and my kid. And the people who are within this journey. Well, other than that, you know, I wish them all well. Yeah, I mean, as you grow and elevate and learn yourself more and learn different things about life and nature and about what you really truly want and the things that you can really see, unfortunately, people that don't share that same energy, people that don't share that same frequency are not able to go. Um, and that's family and friends included. And I mean, of course, I've I've had my fair share. You know, I've, I've discussed it before. No need to go back into it. But, you know, whenever you have that portion of when you have elevated yourself um, to a higher consciousness, a lot of people, they, they don't understand and they can't walk the path that you're walking because they're not on that level yet. They have to wait and get to that level before they can either catch up to you or sometimes they'll surpass you. Um, But it all just depends. And like he said, it's never any love lost. It just, it is what it is. Just unfortunately, you can't go with me on this particular journey. If I see you in passing, yes, I'm going to say hi. Um, I'm not a super embracing person, so I can't say that I'm going to embrace anybody, but you know, yes, I'm going to say hi. I'm, you know, going to make sure that you're doing well and I'm going to go on about my day. That's the best thing that I can do. Yep. So, that was my introduction of this initial podcast. But the one thing that we trying to do with this podcast right here is a little different than what we normally do. But it's what, what that little briefing, what we was doing, trying to explain what was going on with us and what was going on and not what was the reason for us not having that, um, bringing y'all any podcast though was, but in a sense of what we're doing right now to, tonight is, um, it's more like a Q and A between me and her. It's more like just us asking, asking us questions that we had never asked each other before. And, you know, um, it was something that, that kind of crossed my mind and I brought upon her and, you know, we thought it would be a good idea. And, we just going to give it a shot and see where it go. So understand that this is completely candid. Um, I have to really think of some questions because I know I asked him a lot of questions in our beginning stages. And I still have all those text messages. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, um, yeah. 
So I'm going to have to really uh, dig deep and think um, about what I want to ask him, of something that I have not asked him prior. But um, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys hear this sponsorship with the new intro, and we'll be back with our Q&A section. Be back. Um, I guess the first question I would want to ask you is, what inspired you to write books? You know, what was like the very first thing like that? What's the one thing that really just came to you to say, oh, you know what, I want to write a book? What's the one defining factor that made you want to do that? This is gonna be funny, but because I didn't want to deal with people. Um. <laughs> I wanted to shut myself off um, from really the world. Um, went through a lot as a kid. Some of you know my story, some don't, um, but I'll leave it at that. And um, my safe space was my writing. So the more I wrote, the better I felt. Um, as I got older, I started to take you know, like AP English courses and creative writing classes and things of that nature. And um, the love just sparked from there. Cool, cool. Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hmm. I may have asked this question, but I don't remember the answer, so I'm asking anyway. Um, why did you stop drawing? Huh. Wow, I still ask myself that question every day. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, and I still haven't, I can, I really can't say I actually know an answer to that, but I can say I, I can give you a reason why I probably stopped. I mean, it could be like a, it wouldn't like to, I guess, how you want to pull it, but um, mind you though, before, um, when I was in school, that's all that I was doing, drawing, and I developed my own little personal comic. And when I graduated, I was trying to go into this art school. Um, there was a lot of opposition on my end that most people told me that they, you know, they didn't want me to do art. They wanted me to pursue something else. Basically, um, basically like they wanted me to pursue law like my uncle. Um, and... The art school, they wanted me to see my work. They loved what I, they loved what I was giving, I showing them, and they wanted to bring me in. The only issue in, in that matter was um, I couldn't get in based off a particular loan that I needed for me to get in, and I ain't really had no support on that end. And there was like, with that particular area though, like if, if it's not something that they didn't want me to do, they was not gonna support it, and I kind of let them um, deter me away what I wanted to do. And after I really couldn't get into that art school, I just completely stopped drawing completely. And the last thing I really drawn was my like the tattoos on me, well the three on me. But I guess in a way though, I shouldn't have let them determine from what my initial dream was. Because had I not, though, I'd probably been in a whole different um, area of my life. But I can say that's probably one of the reasons why I stopped. 
Interesting. Okay. All right. Um, what was your? I mean, where do you get your? I mean, like, where did inspiration come from from the books that you written? Though, like, what inspired you to even write those books? I mean, like, far as like, um, say, it's like the first book you written, Broken. Well, I mean, like, what was the one thing that inspired you to write that? Um, funny story. I was in a mood. I'm I'm not even going to sit and tell a story. I um, read three books, three full books in a matter of two weeks. And again, like I said, I've, I've always, you know, taken creative writing and I've written poems and short stories and stuff like that. And at that moment, when I had finished that last book, you know, when I read, I have an extremely vivid imagination. So, of course, I can envision of what I would want to see within a movie or, you know, what the book is, is saying. And I thought to myself, I have such a vivid imagination. I could write a book. And I was at work. And that very first day that I started the book, the very first day, I had seven chapters done by the time I went home from work. Oh, wow. Because I'm like, when you get into that zone, you mm-hmm. know, and you know, like, it's almost like you shut the whole world out. The only thing is just there, just you and your writing. Mm-hmm. So I can see the same thing because I was like that when I was in my drawing. And I can get to that point where you're just being like, it's almost like tunnel vision in a way. So, your turn. <laughs> If you could compose the perfect love letter, what would it say? Oh, wow. Now, you know I'm too blunt for that. <laughs> so, I would, so, like, my version of a, of a perfect love letter would be, you know, like I said, I'm blunt. You know, you know how I am. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, I asked the question. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, though, I, what would it be? Honestly. <laughs> and, I asked, and I asked myself this question because I honestly don't know. I mean, it was. Whatever it is that I feel, I, and, you know, true, I mean, like, your true feelings and emotions, it's going to come out. Especially, though, like, if you're in tune with yourself, you're able to write it out. But blend as I am, I say, hey, what's up? You know, I like you. You like me. You're feeling you. You're feeling me. What are we going to do about this? We're going to handle this. We, you know, we're going to, you know, are we going to devil's relationship or what? <laughs> so. Oh, my God. Now, I can tell you that he has actually written me some extremely sweet things. And it went nothing like that. <laughs> I mean, but he may say that verbally. <laughs> I mean, truthfully though, I mean, I mean, like I honestly say that I was gonna put like an asshole um thing in that in that um in that letter though that I written you, but I didn't do it. <laughs> I said, you know what, might not be the time and place for that. I mean, it's but truthfully though, I wanted to do that. Say, ooh, I should put like an asshole thing and stuff like just to keep it from being all mushy and shit. But hey, you know, I just. I kept it cool. I kept it suave. Something if you want to call it. But honestly, I see like that letter I written you probably probably the closest thing to a perfect love love I would compose. Mm, interesting. Okay. Cause mind you though, I think I only wrote stuff like that. I think I wrote it another <laughs> like that twice in my life. Mm. Last time back in high school, that was a that was like a dumb move. <laughs> so, Gosh. <laughs> but um. Um, I, I mean, I do write. Um, that's a lot of reasons, though, why I, I mean, you know, there's a reason why I, I wrote a lot because 
I mean, I had, you know, issues with my speech and I did more writing than I did talking growing up and it served me a lot because I was, you know, I took speech therapy and and everything and I did a lot of reading myself and it just, it was a whole different aspect with me because the person who was helping me with my speech, though, she told me to read out loud and it helps me with my speaking. And um, when I was growing up, it was to the point where I was had such a bad the bad stutter that I didn't want to talk at all. And people thought there was something wrong with me, but you know, there was nothing wrong with me. Like they, I went through the whole, you know, text, you know, that different test and all that stuff. And there was trying to see whether or not there was something wrong with me, which is to the point, and it, like this one person that said, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with him. He said, he's, he took, he, like, he took these tests and he's acing them. So there's nothing wrong with him. He said, he probably just don't want to talk based off his speech impediment. So, you know, that's when they suggested me going to speech therapy, and I did a lot of writing. I read out what I what I wrote, and you know, and I know whenever I was, if I listen to music and I start singing, people can't hear that. And if I start, if I take my time and, you know, just fully work on my words and stuff, I can get more clarity out whenever I talk, and you know, that's it's more of a mental thing with me, so. Even now when I'm talking, it's still like that. Yeah, so I do make him talk and read stuff aloud. So just to keep that going, because it, it is. Uh. And a lot of people that stutter are actually there the same way. They have Their mind thinks so fast. When they're trying to say what's on their mind, you know, they end up stuttering. But if you say it to yourself three times, if you think about it, just that one time, say it to yourself three times before you articulate it, It'll actually help you with your stutter. For anybody that does have stuttering, my youngest son also had a um, a speech impediment. He went through speech therapy. So I ended up being able to teach him more than the actual therapist. But anyway, your turn. Um, let me see. I think I, I, I know I asked you this question already, though. But, okay. But considering, though, like we, you know, like we've seen other... You've seen so much more since I asked you that question. Mm-hmm. Besides from the typical artist, uh, author that you would love to meet in person, who else would you want to meet in person as far as author-wise? As far as author-wise... I mean, realistically, I would still have to... To stick to my few. I mean, there's there's amazing authors and amazing writers out there. Don't get me wrong. Um, let me see. Okay, I don't want to give my same answer. Let me think of an an author that I would love to meet. I think I know I know one, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna see whether or not you're gonna say her name or not. So I'm just gonna. Well, you already know it's Maya Angelou. So. No, mm-mm, mm-mm. Of course, that one, but this another one. I mean, of course, let's see. There's Maya Angelou. There is Brenda Barrett. There is Sister Soldier. There is, um, crap, what is her name? She's richer than the Queen of, Queen of England right now. She re- Why can't I remember this woman's name? She wrote all the Harry Potter books. Um, J.K. Rowling. There you go, J.K. Rowling. Um... 
Don't judge me. <laughs> there is um, Laura Lasby. There is uh, man. There. I mean, like literally that on the fly. Just trying to think of a lot of the books that I've written. Um, Lisa Copeland. Um, or somebody else. And the, the bad part is I was about to say R.L. Stein, but it's not. <laughs> but not R.L. Stein. Oh my God. I can't remember. Like, I don't know. There's a lot. There's so many. There's there's so many. Well, uh, all the names that you mentioned, you didn't mention one that I was thinking about. And we, um, my mind is drawing a blank right now. I can't even remember who freaking wrote Twilight, and I read every single book. Mm. Stephanie Meyer, that's her name, I think. So I think you said Nikki Giovanni, um, though. That's what I was thinking of. I mean, I was actually I was thinking of James Baldwin, and I was also thinking of Nikki Giovanni as well, because you know James Baldwin did a lot of. Um, minute writing and publicizing so those are two that were on my mind as well but I was just trying to get um this is gonna sound really horrible like the middle class individuals out of the way um and I say that respectfully I, I don't say that with any type of disrespect um when you think about it when you are thinking about Nikki Giovanni or even James Baldwin you know, even when you're thinking on the, the terms of Maya Angelou, these are people that are phenomenal. These are these are great writers and they exactly they're legends and not legends as of, oh, they're famous and this is that. And the other they are legends in, in the black community. And, and that is the only reason why I said I wanted to get the minute. Um, the other writers kind of out of the way and just kind of ramble those off um, before I really, really highlighted um, any of the you know, full the the black community impacting authors. And I'll say actually Lisa Copeland, Copeland excuse me, um, who was new to me. And she's the one who written, wrote the uh, book, A Conversation with a Conscious Black Girl. Hmm. And that book was really phenomenal. So that is the only reason why I said that. So no disrespect to any of them. Trust and believe. I love them all. I read their books. I have their books. I'll still continue to read their books. And I also have um, a lot of authors that I've supported, fellow authors like indie authors, um, very small stream authors that I've also been supporting, reading their books, giving them reviews and stuff like that. And they, of course, have been returning the favor to myself. So, Let's see. Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put you on the spot. Let's see. Um, if there's anything that you could change about our, our relationship, what would it be? Hmm. Anything to change about it? What would it be? Mm-hmm. Um, closing the distance sooner than we... A little bit sooner. But other than that, you know, we could have uh, pursued that this whole thing a little bit earlier than normal. But that's what, that's personal in my opinion. Um, other than that, 
that's the only thing I really, I really would change. But then again, though, stuff happens for a reason. You know, it is what it is at this point. You know, it, it happens. I guess it happened in its own time. Mm-hmm. So you really can't rush it. I agree. Um, it's your turn now. See, I know you have many aliases and stuff. <laughs> um, one I can say though, like, what inspired you to come up with Ebony Queen? What inspired me to come up with Ebony Queen, and y'all brought gonna laugh at me. This, like, trickles all the way back to Black Planet, y'all. so basically um ebony generally means black and i mean hell queen is queen so in my mind it was always black queen and i attempted to continue to hold myself to a higher standard um than the average woman and that is just where that all came from is just making sure that I hold myself to a higher standard than what everybody else did and it just it stuck hmm interesting your turn Mm, plan out your perfect date perfect date Mm-hmm. Well, like with you? Uh, obviously. That's easy. You go to any spot, they got crab legs, and we we end up. <laughs> <laughs> that comes from better than that. I mean... A, a romantic, perfect date. Romantic, perfect date, easy, though. We didn't just go to a... You know, we just go to a spot. Since we both like writing, we both love like a real cool, laid back, quiet scene. Uh, like a spoken word. You know, good music, good times. You know, just enjoy, like joining the whole energy and the vibe within the area. Basically, good. Because we, I mean, of course, you know, we can always eat and the main thing we can always go, we can go get some crab legs and stuff because, you know, you. You're, you know, you're a crab fiend right now. Yeah. Um, you're, you're a crab addict. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this idea of yeah, that because, you know, with us, the way we are now, I don't think we can, I say we are the laid back, low key type. Yeah, I agree. Less people, the better. Cause like, we like to be around with, in a scene where there's not too many people and we just real laid back and, we, you know, we just, Everybody just enjoying the moment for what's there. That's it. Okay. Your turn. Hmm. Um. How many books you plan on writing going forward? How many more books you plan on writing going forward? I will say that I don't have a plan to stop. Okay. So, I have three books in the works right now that I am trying to have all published by the end of the year. 
I also plan on working on an additional book that'll be published. Well, an additional poem book um, that'll be published as well. So my goal this year is to publish publish four books. Um, but as of right now, I don't plan on stopping. Hmm. My turn? Mm-hmm. You asked a question, you should I probably know this answer, but what is your favorite part of my body? <laughs> I would say I'm a leg man. Probably married to what I am. Honestly, favorite part of your like your body, the whole life, I mean your mind. I mean, there's more to a body than just what we see. But considering the fact that I can talk to you and communicate on a whole nother level, that's the main thing I really... I can't say that that's the most attractive thing about you because it's more than just physical. It's the intellectual aspect. And that's what I see. That's what I like about it. And it's, that's the most attractive thing of mine, you know, in my opinion. Because, of course, you know, we both have that, you know, personality quirk and something like that, you know, that's, which is, you know, it's, we feed off each other with our personalities, though, so that's another thing, but, <laughs> but that's not a body part. I know that. I was specifically asking about a body part, but I appreciate mm. the gentleman approach. I mean, that, that is true. I mean, I'm, not, I'm being straight up honest. Like, I, like, I can't be honest. I didn't say that you weren't but, being honest. It's like, like you said some bullshit. I <laughs> um, hmm. Same question. Your heart? Uh, yeah. You have an extremely big heart. As much as you try to hide it, as many barriers that you have placed around it like I've seen you peel back those layers and I've seen you actually express yourself from your heart and it is a completely different side of you than anyone in my opinion that I know of has ever seen of you and I absolutely love that you sure you talking about me? <laughs> yeah, I'm positive I'm talking about you. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Try to build a wall around this thing like Trump. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I am very good at hopping walls. So, next, your turn. Well, you're kind of short, so you have to do a whole lot of jumping. That's okay. You don't mind looking at me jump either, so. That's cute. For some odd reason, when he thinks if I jump for something or if I'm reaching for something, he swears that it's cute. There's nothing cute about nah, that. Like, let's see. Here's the thing. I understand though. Like, the one reason why I find it so cute because for one, you know, you can't reach it. Two, you still gonna try whether not, you know, whether not you gonna grab it or not. Even though you won't ask for help, work for them. I'm gonna sit there and watch <laughs> you. I say, yeah. That, so there's so many factors. That's why I think it's cute. So now you know why. So, <sighs> next question. 
Hmm. Oh, it's my turn. Mm. Shit. Um. If we could pack up and go anywhere right now, not to move, but vacation-wise, if we could pack up right now and get on a plane, where would we go? Africa. Where? Hmm. That's a good question. But there's so many areas of there I want to see. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I want to say Ghana. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous place. Mm-hmm. Okay, your turn. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Besides from the books, what else would you like to pursue? What area you want to pursue? As far as Anything, you know, leading to your own particular set of skills and talents. Being a stripper. Lies. <laughs> no, no. i tell you right now, if I, I'm going to walk around and, and see, up in, see up on the pole, or you get hit with a roll of quarters. Oh, my God. <laughs> and trust me, you'll know it's me because I'm writing my name on the roll of quarters. So get your ass back. <laughs> no, I ain't get your ass home. Um, I would have to... Go like Tom Brady. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, I would have to say owning my own publishing company. Um, if you could build any business, what would it be? You know this. I know this um, question. I mean, if anything, though, I always want to own my own pool hall. That way, I can run it to my own. You know, and because I've seen. And I've been around enough pool halls until the point where I see how they operate. I see all the bad ones and I see how they operate. And everybody know the whole reputation of pool. And I, I want to at least try to start something up where I can change that narrative to the point where people can actually come and just have a good time without any issues. You know, turn it into a true pool hall where people just go in and just shoot pool and be nothing more than nothing less. You know, how... If you think back doing like the old times and stuff, and me personally though, I've been playing pool since I was eight years old, and I and I love it. And I mean, I just love the whole energy, the people. You know, you see different different types of people though. You see like the ones like the old school players. You see the old the old sharks, and then you got the the swimmers and the hustlers and the and all them types. You know, you see different types. You see like the ones though who just play for fun. You got the ones who play for money. You got the ones though who who try to. You know, try to cheat people out their money, whatever. You see all types. And there's a good side, there's a bad side, though. But all in all, though, if anybody got enough sense and, and enough awareness about them when they being around enough, though, especially like the ones who grow from that spot and become something more like professional um, pool players and champions like that, they, they know, okay, I had a certain background from it. And... I love it so much that I wanted to pursue that. Um, pursue that either me start my own um business or me actually plan enough for me to become a professional um player. Um, that's more like a personal passion for me. So, um, let me see. 
what would be your perfect idea of a vacation? Perfect I like a perfect idea of a well, what is your idea of of the perfect vacation for you? The perfect vacation. Um I would definitely want to get an Airbnb, like rent the whole house like to ourselves. Um of course in a perfect world it would be us and it would be all five of the kids. And just being able to show them more of the world than what they see. Um, within, you know, just the United States. Of course, it would be international, and I would love to, of course, take them to Africa. Um, I mean, the main place that I really, really still want to visit is East Africa. Is East Africa, And, um, you know, show them the different Niles, the different, you know, cultures and things like that for them to really understand, you know, where a lot of things came from, answer probably a lot of those questions that they, you know, don't know how to ask or answer those questions that they have in their mind and that they have not asked. Um, But at the same token, you know, I want them to go out and to explore and for us to, of course, do the same thing, learn more about the culture, learn more about ourselves, um, become, you know, more in tune. And I mean, shit, lots of sex, hell. Yoga. Um. She just throw that in there. I knew it was coming. <laughs> what? I knew it was coming. What do you mean you knew it was coming? Anyway. I bet yeah, you didn't know yeah, it was coming, turn. didn't you? Your, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I always do. Trust, he ain't innocent um, by any means. Um. Don't be snickering. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that because, I, because of what I said went over your head. But go ahead. Go ahead. No, it, it didn't go over my head. That's oh. why I said you, you know, you ain't innocent. Um, I've asked this question before, but I'm going to re-ask it because I asked it to you years ago. Um, if you could meet anyone living or dead, who would it be? Living or dead? Mm-hmm. Can I pick like one who's dead and one who's living? Yep. Um, dead. Man, that's that's a because I got so many people who I want to meet because there's like different areas that you know within my personal hobbies and likes that I want who I want to meet and learn from. All right, so this is what I'm gonna do in category wise. Um, living. I would love to meet Steve Wonder. Um, Maxwell and Robin Knight. Um, dead wise, Marvin Gaye. Um, Donny Hathaway, and as far as like my personal pool. My, my my love for Pooh, I would love to meet Cicero Murphy. Okay. For those who don't know who Cicero Murphy is, though, um, he is the first black um 
he's he's the first black professional pool player and first time world champion the first black world champion and mind you though he did this when he went to his first time he went to his first tournament he he debuted as professional in this in this he won his first world championship on the first try when he first when he first got into the world championship he won that on the first try and he was going against a top pool player um Luther Lasseter and it was a game of straight pool and they had to it was like a it spanned out for, you know, a couple of days on there. And um he won on his first try. Just to have like just one day for me to like just play with him and just learn up under him, that would be something I would love to do. Especially though like considering he's like during that time he was more like a Jackie Robinson of pool. Where he broke the color barrier within pool because it was within that area, especially in the professional aspect back then, it was mostly primarily white. And he came through solely as, you know, who he was, a black man, and he dominated. So, you know, that's something that I always wanted to actually just talk to and, and possibly play with him. Granted, I may lose, though, but the fact that just that learning experience, I just want to just be there and just run a few racks with that man. Nice. Your turn. Hmm. What artists would you want to meet? Um, like like R and B artists or singer. Who who would you want to meet, living or dead? Mm, that's that's definitely a difficult one. Mm, there's so many. So I would say right now, if I were to meet an artist, a singer, um, I would I would actually want to meet her. Hmm. And then, and just kind of taking it, you know, from a new age um, standpoint, just um, how she is, you know, mentally, how she is lyrically, how she puts her albums together um you know she has one of the few albums out right now that actually follow an order that um that actually makes sense so i would i would actually want to um i would i would want to meet and actually sit down and have a conversation with her Hmm. i can see that i most definitely can see that yeah she's she's definitely she's different she she goes against the grain and she brings back that original, you know, R and B feel. Her and LMA, um, or LMA, excuse me, does the same thing. Um Daniel Caesar do too. Yeah, and as well as, as Daniel Caesar, you're right. Um, but um they they just they bring back that old school, that soulful feel when number one, you you know how a woman feels about her man by the music that she listens to, that type of music and vice versa. <laughs> yeah, you know, unless you unless you marry J. Blige, so but that's all nice. I mean, if your girl listen to Mary J. Blige, Keisha Cole, well, Man. well, certain albums of of Keisha Cole, then you you know you in trouble. If she listening to the way it is, then hey, you. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like, if you ever notice, when and 
I'm not trying to talk bad about Mary J. Blige and like that. I mean, because she she's a legend. She made some phenomenal music. But a lot of stuff she's making is just like how a dude did it wrong. I'm okay, like, what's going on here? So. <laughs> Like, what is it within you that you go through all of this with these men? I mean, is she, is, I mean, is she intentionally doing this stuff or what? I don't know, like, you know, if as for inspiration, as for inspiration for her music or what, but that always been a thing in my head, though. I mean, I'm pretty sure she's a good woman, though, but I'm not really sure what could it be. Is she just doing that just for the, for, just for her music, though, that, that she needs something to feel her, feel her thought process or her music, whatever? I don't know what it is, and it... Even to this day, I would never know the answer to that question. <laughs> um, I think she answered that actually. And um, is it, it is it really the real answer, or just something she just said just to, just for the cameras? That's the real thing. <laughs> so, and and that I cannot answer. I don't know if it was just for the camera or if it was, you know, an actual real answer. Um, but I know, you know, she said she. You know, have been through a lot, and basically, uh, her going through a lot, friends, family, things like that, just taking specific situations and, you know, turning it into a passion, turning it into music. Mm. So, from that's what I heard. I I can't, you know, say if if that's factual, if that's just something you know she said or what have you. I I can't say that, but. Yeah. Um, let's see. If man, and see now this gets so hard because we've done so much Q and A. Um, for each other and, you know, really dug in and got to know each other in our beginning stages. Um, let me see. If you could visit anyone's grave or tombstone, who would it be? That's creepy. I know it is. In my grave or tombstone? Yeah. My goodness. Um, I say um, John Henry Clark. Okay. If you could travel back in time, and to me, any author or playwright, who would it be? This is going to be crazy, and a lot of people would look at me weird, but it would be Edgar Allan Poe. I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> and I wouldn't even, and, and I was waiting for that. I don't know why. I, and, and Yeah, it would, it would be Edgar Allan Poe. you were able to invent anything you wanted there's no 
like financial limits or anything like that, if you were able to invent anything that you want, what would it be? <laughs> anything I want without any limits. With no limitations. She'll call them, she'll call them how to run on run on fuel or anything like that. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, that's all working. That's something they already have out there that's called electric cars. But um, I'll say a time machine. See, here's the reason for it. Because considering everything that we, as a people, been through, mm-hmm. well, we know, we can, and we can use that to go back and make a whole lot of changes that will put us ahead of the race. So that's what I see. Okay. Hmm. Of all the books you've uh, you written, which one is your most favorite one? Well, that I've already published. Well, here's the thing: of all the ones that you've written and published, though, which one was the most challenging one that you had to write? Uh-huh. I wanted. Well, mending was a challenge, not because of the content, because of what was going on in my life at the time, you know, and I lost my mom. So that that was a challenge to push through and finish that book. And I won't give away anything for anyone that hasn't read it. Quite a few people were pissed off about the um, last chapter of that book. (laughs) And it actually... And it surprised me. I'll say that I I surprised myself writing my own book. Because one thing I had a thought that was in my head, but as I started to write, it completely went somewhere else. And um, I love the outcome of it. And um, yeah. Interesting. If you were given the opportunity to sit and read any of my books with no interruptions, which one would it be? Hmm, broken. That would probably be the one that I probably would read because I still haven't put the completed album yet. What's the one book that you haven't read yet that you that that you're interested in getting your hands on? There's so many. 
Yeah, I appreciate you can nail down a one. No, that's difficult. That is, that's really difficult. <laughs> I would say most recently if I could just pick a book because it is something that I know I want to dabble in, period, would be, um, it would, it would be like a Rocky book, a spiritual Rocky book, a book. Okay. Cool. If you could think of a design for the perfect car, I know you're not materialistic, but just to kind of get some insight, because I know that you have a big brain that has very <laughs> vivid images in it. If you could design a car, what would be a key component that would stick out to other people? Key component? Mm hmm. Hmm. I guess it would be the color. You know how, like, you see, like, some cars, like, they may look like a certain color until you move it, mm -hmm. until you look at it from another angle? Mm -hmm. I would look at something like that. The thing is, though, when I, like, whenever you see it, though, like, it beats the point, though, like, where you can, I would let the car, like, slowly change it because I'm, like, a mood ring, where it sits to a particular set of mood. And, you know, I guess, like, you don't even know what your mood is just by touching it. Mm -hmm. So that way, you know, people can look at it and say, okay, this person's not in a good mood. I need to avoid this person. <laughs> so, you know, it'd be like, so, yeah, so it works out both ways because, like, you look at it and say, okay, I, I need to be careful because this person's not in a good mood. Or, like, in, in a whole other aspect, though, you may see, like, like the car may change a certain way whenever you touch it when you open the door or whatever and, and like he's okay something's really off of this person I might need to call the cops because this dude might be a murderer or something yeah. so it works out a lot of ways though but you know call it the mood car okay <laughs> I love that everybody would always get out of my way I think my car would probably stay one color That's, your car is one color <laughs> the rage in your heart oh my god I don't have any rage in my heart What would you say is your main talent? I mean, writing. Is it is it just like your main talent or your new main talent? Or your is like your like there was one point is your singing, then and now it's your writing. Well, my writing has always been there, so that was the thing. Singing came afterwards. My writing has always been there since I was in junior high. Hmm. And it's just like, I mean, when you think about it, words are really powerful. And if you can create something to a point where someone can see a movie playing within their head, that is always my main goal with my books. Because hmm. um, if you notice, any book that I publish, they're all the same size. And I don't write over a specific character amount. Hmm. 
And I don't do that because, number one, I want this movie to play in your head and I want you to be able to see it vividly. And the way my books generally are written, it's going to start off high. So immediately something going to fuck you up in the beginning and it's just going to continue to... Or something's going to capture your attention depending upon which book you're reading. Something's going to capture your attention and it's going to just escalate from there. With a lot of writers have what's considered highs and lows within their books um my books are climatic they just they it's always going to be high you're always going to figure out okay what the hell is about to happen next or oh my god why is this going on um so i would have to say you know it, it would be my writing and i'm i'm extremely descriptive so yeah interesting Cool, cool. Yeah, this this new book is probably gonna um, have a few 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 people feeling the way. So, um, just from the samples I've sent out. Yeah. Oh God. Adam and Eve has been visited quite often. Um. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Good time not part of that feat. <laughs> oh, you will be. Um. Uh, I said I'm just gonna be looking. That's it. You just gonna look? Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna send it to you so you can read it. Yeah, I'm gonna read it though, but I'm just gonna look at all, everybody's responses, how they feel about all the rides the picket signs and stuff. Finish this book. Don't Finish this it. book. Nope. <laughs> How much I did so you gotta handle it. Got work in the morning. Gosh. Um, what is your preferred method of travel? Oh, it's from a just Plane. Not, 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 not plane, but train. Oh, shit. Twin flame. Yeah, because, like, I never, I mean, I traveled, but I never, I mean, I, I traveled by car, flew on a plane. Never, never um, hopped on a cruise, never got on a boat, and never rode, and never rode a train. Hmm. Yeah. I know um, a one of my main things that was on my, I guess people call them a bucket list, but for me, it's just my aspiration in life, or one of my aspirations is to um, ride a train from California to New York, hmm. or New York to California. That'd be a long-ass ride. That would be an extremely long ride. The ride is exactly three days and 55 minutes. Um, if you get the right ticket, the round trip, for you to actually have your food, your own bed, stuff like that. Of course, they do rest stops. Um, the round trip ticket was two forty eight, well, so like two hundred fifty bucks um, to literally go from New York to California or vice versa. Your turn. My turn. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of something. Um, dang. I don't know. There was one thing that you could change. That happened within the last five years. What would it be? In the last... Five years? 
my last marriage. Hell, if you ask that question to me. <laughs> I would have never had this. I would have I would have followed and kept my first mark. Oh my god. <laughs> I would I really would have. I would have kept my first mark. Um If you could change anything in the world, what would it be? My middle name. But but um um if I change anything in the world, what would it be? Mm-hmm. How how we as a people how how we as a black people are treated. Because we know how we are treated, how we are left out and a whole lot of stuff within in this country. I would if there was the one thing I could change, I'd change that. Because by you changing that, though, like you, you provide more opportunity, like you give us a chance to actually to live and thrive on our own without any need from any outside, you know, outside organizations, though. So. Okay. Okay. What's the one model? What's the one model that that was told to you that you live by to this day? Motto? Mm-hmm. Shit, my grandmother putting her hands on her hips talking about I'll break your neck. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, you know what? I would actually have to say my own motto is live each day as if you have no past. Hmm. Interesting. For you, my lady. Guess it'll be the last one. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna cheat and just ask you the same question. Yeah, that, that is interesting to know. <laughs> There's so many. I say the one that really stick out would be you are who you are when nobody's looking. Mm. And I heard that a few times before. I heard it once in a um from a from a track from Nas. Um I also heard before heard before that is what I heard it from this old from this old head when I was shooting pool. And he was saw about this one guy who was going through acting a certain way, trying to impress everybody. He said, you see that man right there? He may act like that around us, but he, you can tell he, he's a completely different person all by himself. He said, one thing that you are, that you are always who you are. You know, nobody's looking. So you are who you are when nobody's looking. So... When he told me that, it kind of stuck with me. So he said, the person that you are right now, he said, that's who you are. People, because like you keep to yourself, you don't say to nobody. And you probably like that at home. But whenever you by yourself, that's your true, that's your true self because you're more open with yourself. So you are who you are when nobody's looking. I like it. I like it. Well, we are going to go ahead and end this here. And we 
will be back. We promise. We're going to re-get back into the schedule. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, of uploading podcasts. We have a lot of content that we need to go over. Um, things that have just kind of been sitting and festering and that we just, you know, haven't had a chance to really um, dig into. And we've had some conversations or we, that we probably should have recorded and we didn't. Yeah. And there have been times that when I said, oh, you know, we got to put this on the, on the podcast and we just never got around to it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, our mind has been everywhere but where it needs to be. And we personally want to apologize for that. Um, and we will change that. Because uh, we got so, like she said, we got so much stuff we gonna we got to harp on, and we got a few we got a few other things that that really come into play as well. Though, so be on the lookout, you know, keep your ears out for that on our podcast, and also for those who follow us on YouTube, you know, we got a uh, some stuff that we come up as well, a whole bunch of new ideals and everything like that. So just keep your so be on the lookout for that. Um, we appreciate the ones who still here. We still listen to our podcast though, and just hear us rant and just run our mouths and stuff. We greatly appreciate y'all. Um, so, if anything that y'all wanna, you know, have us talk about, feel free to suggest it. I mean, you know, we are more than welcome to. We also we do like certain things, you know, on our Instagram. You know, we have one called Castle or the Eats. Um, just feel free to check it out, you know, and you know, if any any ideas you want us to run by, just feel free to just let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I do have one prominent friend who sends me a mountain of ideas, and I'm going to send her this podcast. We're going to do um, those ideas that you sent over. Um, again, we just, we've, we've had so much going on, and, you know, again, empath problems. And um, we're just, we're in a better space, and we will definitely be getting back at this. So... Everything will heighten and um, we'll be able to maintain our consistency. So until then, we'll talk to you later.